Welcome to One Cause Church. Here is another inspirational message from Senior Pastor Eric Holler. God, of an account of, that your life, that is, is accountable to God. Are you hearing me tonight? That you are, your life, you answer to him every day, not just somewhere down the road when you die and go to heaven and you got to, you know, make everything right and then, then the, set, the score will be settled. No, it's every day your life is accountable to God. And that you live your life understanding that. That solemn understanding that you take it serious and, and realize that the day that you have is a gift from God. And every moment that you breathe air is a gift from God. And so we owe that to him to be accountable to him and to answer to him every day. When you choose the fear of the Lord, though, what's wonderful is those verses I just read, they'll never apply to you. <laughs> you just get to walk on by them. Praise God. Yeah, yeah. You can only do it your way for so long. We'll read later on in, in the book of Proverbs that there's a way that seems right to a man, but the end is destruction, right? So you only do it your way for so long before you find trouble. And it amazes me how many believers will do that, and then when trouble strikes, they go, why is God doing this? Right? Where was God in all that? Why? Hey, you, you're the one that was ignoring the council. You're the one that was saying, no, 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 no. You're the one that just kept, kept brushing it on by, taking it casually, acting like it didn't mean anything to you. And all of a sudden, you need your, your procrastination constitutes an emergency on his part? Hmm? Amen. It's like, a, you know, like a, a runner in a race. I was... A lot of times, kind of in the middle of the pack when, when it came to running. I never was all that fast. But when I was younger, I would race like my uncle, and, uh, and he'd always give me a head start. Anybody ever get the head start position running? And I like that. I mean, it's humiliating, though, when you get a head start and you still lose. <laughs> and I think the, the guy who's faster than you kind of enjoys that, too. See? Now, you have no excuses. No, 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 I gave you plenty of time. But, but trouble, see, gets ahead. Mm. People get sick. They fall into all kinds of trouble in their lives and then go, okay, I need to get some confession scriptures. Okay, well, I need to, I got to get some scriptures. Well, hey, this thing's way out ahead of you. Got a lot of catching up to do. And hopefully, hopefully, you know, hopefully you'll win that deal. But all, you, you can't just act like put the counsel of God on the back burner as your emergency fund. And expect to, if you're not going to honor him, you won't be honored. Amen. Amen. Now, I know I'm preaching to the choir tonight, and this doesn't apply to any of you. You just go tell all the, your friends that this does apply to. All right, verse 30. They would have none of my counsel and despise my every rebuke. Therefore, they shall eat the fruit of their own way and be filled to the full with their own fancies. The message reads it like this. And I think this guy heard my dad when he wrote this part in the message. Well, you've made your bed. Now lie in it. You wanted your own way. Now, how do you like it? 
How do you like it now? Hmm? <laughs> you wanted your own way. How do you like it? How's that working out for you? Huh? You know, for those of us here, of those of you here who have kids, once in a while you need to just let them lie in it. I think that's important. You need to let them be suspended if that's the call. I got suspended from school once. That was humiliating. This guy didn't come to my rescue. Oh, he beat the fire out of me. He let them make that zero on their test instead of running up to the school and causing a thunderstorm up there. <gasps> trying to convince the teacher that your child can do no wrong, right? That your child couldn't possibly be that irresponsible, couldn't possibly be that lazy. The teacher's at fault here, obviously. Hmm? <laughs> Baloney. Turn that finger and point it in the right direction, straight at your own self. Amen. Take responsibility, grow up, and teach your kid right. Amen. Don't let them get away with that. Don't teach them, don't teach them that it's somebody else's fault all the time. Teach them to take responsibility for their actions. Hmm? If they did poorly on the test, that's their fault. Well, I tell you what, our kids, now they learn now, but in the beginning of school, well, because they're around other friends who get to do that, you know, they start Something goes wrong. They didn't do well on tests. They start talking about the teacher. I said, hey, uh -uh, don't bring that in my house. Let me tell you something. Me and the teacher are on the same side. You're not going to win this deal. Amen. Boy, our teachers need that empowerment. They need help. They have their legs ripped out from under them. Kids kids are just going crazy because mamas and daddies are doing that. Well, I'll get off my soapbox now, but listen to me. This is important, though. It's important that... uh, you know, I know it's not popular what I'm saying. I don't flipping care. I really don't. I really don't. The truth is the truth, and it's not always popular, unfortunately. You know? Beat those kids. Teach them, teach them the right thing. Beat them and love them. Amen. As a matter of fact, we'll see in Proverbs a little later on, it says, if you, he who does not beat his child hates him. Whew. Now, that's just, that's just Bible, Okay. <laughs> Man, that goes sideways in our Western culture, doesn't it? All right, look at verse 32. Let's keep moving. For the turning away of the simple will slay them, and the complacency of fools will destroy them. But whoever listens to me will dwell safely. Oh, man, what good news that is. Whoever listens to me will dwell safely and will be secure, listen to this, without fear of evil. Well, what does that teach us there? That teaches us that when you listen to God, you'll come to expect in your life only good. You'll not be thinking that evil is just on the horizon waiting for you. That, that evil will be the end of your situation. You'll be so convinced of the Word of God when you hear Him, then you'll, under, you'll have this understanding, this amazing revelation that He is able to make all things good. Hmm? Yeah. That He's the high priest of the good things to come. Amen. That He who began a good work in you, come on, will be faithful to complete it. Yeah, even in the middle of your trouble, you'll be able to reach way down inside 
to that inner man that's connected to God, right? To the inner man where, where, where his word is emblazoned in your heart and his, and, his, and his word is chiseled on your mind. Even as he said in the last days, I will make my covenant with them, says the Lord. I will write my words on their heart and on their mind. And I will be their God and they'll be my people. Woo-hoo-hoo. You'll be more sure of his promise than you are of that problem you're facing. Look at this in the message. First pay attention to me and then relax. Now you can take it easy. You're in good hands. Isn't that comforting? Now that finishes chapter one. We're going to jump right into two. My son, if you receive my words and treasure my commands within you, receive my words and treasure, or one version says hide, hide my commands within you. See, this is God speaking to us. Even this is David talking to Solomon. Isn't this wonderful that these first few chapters that scholars believe that David wrote these, the first six chapters or so, and then Solomon picked up from there and, and, and authored the rest of it. But, but David tells his son over and over, wisdom, 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 wisdom. I mean, that's the message, right? Wisdom, wisdom, wisdom. And then God says, Solomon, what do you want? What does he say? Wisdom. Because David already had taught him, this is all what happens when you get wisdom. You get wisdom, you get everything. Amen. Yeah. Receive. It means to actively take. So it's, there's, you can't be passive when you're in receiving mode. You can't be passive when you're in receiving mode. Are you hearing me? Just ask the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> ask Roy Williams. Let the ball out of us and just stripped it. It's possible. It's possible to hear the word of God and not receive the word of God. It's possible to sit in church all your life and your heart be hardened to the gospel. It's possible. It really is. It's possible to hear the word all your life and never receive it and all the life that it brings to you. Well, I've been in the way for 50 years, Brother Eric. Yeah, I know. Can I kindly ask you to get out of the way? (laughs) You can't be passive and be a receiver. Jesus told the Pharisees like this. Now, let me ask you a question here tonight. Is there anything more powerful than the living Word of God? Hmm? Is there anything more powerful than the living Word of God? I'm going to have to differ with you on that one. Jesus said, it's the traditions of men that make the word of God of no effect. Mm-hmm. Man, oh man. Think about that. And I, there's churches full of traditions of men. And the word of God is preached and it just blows in one ear and sashays out the next ear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My son, if you receive my words and hide my commands within you, there is a receiving and there is a hiding. Hiding has to do with not allowing the words to be taken away from you. Remember what Jesus said? The enemy comes immediately to steal the word. Right? You cannot allow it. You have to guard it. It's not treated casually. I don't know. We'll go to church. Maybe not. Maybe we'll just sleep in. Casually. Now, I know I'm talking to a Wednesday night crowd here tonight. 
Like I said, you just tell all your friends that aren't in church. There's a, <laughs> look at this, verse 2. So that you incline your ear to wisdom. Now, if you're taking notes, I want you to write this. To incline means to pay attention and obey. Well, mamas and daddies like that word. How many parents have ever said to your kid, pay attention? Now, why did you tell them to pay attention? Because when you tell them to pay attention, it's implied that they're going to, yeah, and obey. Right? You expect them. If you know that they'll really hear you, then you can expect to get the result, right, of the command. Yeah. You expect them to do it. Apply your heart to understanding. Hmm. Wisdom is the knowledge of what is true or right with, uh, or that is coupled with good judgment. It's the knowledge of what is true or right coupled with good judgment. Now, I want you, the word understanding here in this verse 2, apply your heart to understanding is the word insight. So, uh, and then it says, yes, if you cry out for discernment. Everybody say discernment. discernment. That word means understanding or comprehension or uh, a res- a discernment resulting in righteous action. And lift up your voice for understanding or insight. So we see that we have wisdom, that, that, that it's truth and what's right coupled with good judgment. And we have insight. Uh, and then we have understanding that, is, uh, that results in righteous action. So we lift and lift up your voice for understanding that is insight. Look at the message. It says, and won't take no for an answer. Listen, there's, there's an attitude that's developing here in this, throughout this, this first part of Proverbs, isn't there? That you have to set yourself with an attitude toward the things of God, toward the Word of God. This is talking about you having a, a hunger. It's seeking out wisdom and, and gaining insight from God's Word. Going after it with everything that you have. You don't let just let His words just pass you by. Amen? Look at verse 4. If you seek her as silver and search for her as for hidden treasures... Do you have that attitude towards the word? That you seek her as silver and go after her as for hidden treasures? Now, like I said, I know you're the ones in that crowd. I mean, obviously, there's something about the word that's taught that you've become serious about. You've become serious. I mean, you, you set something aside to be here tonight. You push things out of the way so that you could get to one cost church to hear the word of God preached. Amen. And on Sundays, you put things aside and you come to the house of God because you've set your heart and your life to receive from God. Yes. Amen? Yes. If you went home tonight after church and plopped down on the couch and turned on the TV and popped some popcorn and there was a knock at the door, you get up think, who in the world's come over to my house tonight? Open the door and there's a man in a lab coat standing there and your yard's full of people. The man in the lab coat says, I am with the University of North Texas and seismologist, and uh, we've done lots of testing and lots of research, and I am 100% convinced that in your backyard, about 8 to 10 feet down, is a massive vein of gold. As a matter of fact, we estimate that vein of gold to be at the value of about half of our national debt. I have the graphs to prove it. I know it's there. Now, maybe one person in this room tonight might say, oh, thank you, that's nice, and shut the door and go upstairs, brush your teeth, and go to bed. Probably not, though. <laughs> what are you going to do? Come on in. You are going to start digging, aren't you? You're going to get your shovel and get to the backyard and get to digging, right? You're going to call up your 
friends, your relatives, whoever you know that has a shovel, you're there, somebody, get back here and let's find this thing, right? How is it? How is it that we, how is it that you could, you could see yourself doing that? Think about it for a moment. Treat the same, the word of God with the same kind of respect and value it like silver, like, like a treasure that you must have, that you seek it out and with all of your heart and you dig. And Jesus, God said uh, 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 that uh, without faith it's impossible to please him, but he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder for those who diligently seek him, who, who dig and search and, and look for that treasure and treat the word of God like this fine gold and silver. Hallelujah. Amen. Cherish it. Place great value on it. Whatever value you put into it is what you will get out of it. Then, verse 5, then you will understand the fear. Of, then you will understand the fear of the Lord. When? When you take his word as valuable. When you place great value, when you seek it as a treasure, then you understand what the fear of the Lord is. You don't have to, oh God, help me to fear you. Help me to know what the fear of the Lord is. Become a lover of that word. I promise you, you'll know. Mm -hmm. Look at this. Then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. Look at verse 6. For the Lord gives wisdom. Aren't you grateful for that? He doesn't withhold wisdom. He gives wisdom. From his, look at this, from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. Ah, Out of his mouth comes his words. And in his words is wisdom. Knowledge and understanding. You see how this is all working? He stores up sound wisdom for the upright, verse 7. Or for the righteous, one version says righteous. Who's righteous? Yeah. Sheila knows. She is. You are. 2 Corinthians 5, 21. He who knew no sin became sin for us, that we would become the righteousness of God in Christ. He's a shield to those who walk uprightly. I like what the message says here. He's a rich mind of common sense for those who live well. I remember I was talking about common sense Sunday morning. He's a rich mind of common sense for those who live well, a personal bodyguard to the candid and sincere. I like that. He guards the paths of justice and preserves, or he watches over and maintains. That's the word for preserves, watches over and maintains the way of his saints. Don't, isn't that good to know that God is watching over and maintaining your way? Yeah. He's watching over you. He's watching over your life. He's, he's watching over the path that you're walking on. and He's, he's making sure that, 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 that calamity is not there. He's making sure that no evil will befall you and no plague will come near your dwellings. He's watching over his word to perform it for those who will walk that path of righteousness. Are you hearing yeah. me today? Yes. Amen. He personally doesn't. He's the bodyguard. Then you will understand righteousness and justice. Man, oh man. When? When will you understand those things? When you come after the word. When you seek it like silver. Equity, which is fairness and every good path. When wisdom enters your heart and knowledge is pleasant to your soul, discretion will preserve you and understanding will keep you. Aren't these wonderful promises? Look what, the, look what a love for the word does for your life. The message defines discretion as good sense. Amen. Now, why is it that we need all this? Why is it that we need good sense? And look at verse 12. 
to deliver you from the way of evil, from the man who speaks perverse things. Hmm. You might work with this guy. You might live with this guy. (laughs) See, if you don't have wisdom and insight and understanding and good sense, then you can be deceived when the evil man comes around. Yeah, you listen to him long enough and don't have these things in your life, you just walk right off the path that you're on. Just go the wrong direction. Verse 13, from those who leave the paths of uprightness to walk in the ways of darkness, who rejoice in doing evil and delight in the perversity of the wicked, whose ways are crooked and who are devious in their paths. See how heavy this gets? The message says, these losers... I love this guy. These losers who make a game of evil and throw parties to celebrate perversity. Traveling paths that go nowhere, wandering in a maze of detours and dead ends. Verse 16, to deliver you from the immoral woman. That word immoral is the word adulteress. From the adulterous woman, from the seductress who flatters with her words, who forsakes the companion of her youth and forgets the covenant of her God. All that's saying is that she has forgotten the promise that she made to her husband and to God concerning her covenant. Now, listen, it's not just a woman that does this, right? But he's talking to a boy. He's talking to his son. For her house leads down to death and her paths to the dead. This is a theme that we're going to find repeating all throughout the book of Proverbs so y'all just get used to hearing it, all right? You'll hear this many times as we uh, walk through this great book. You'll, you know, I, <laughs> you, got, you, you might think, why in the world do we have to hear this over and over again? I, I get it. Yeah, okay, it's, it's wrong to be sexually immoral. Well, the reason why it is repeated so many times throughout the book of Proverbs, obviously, is because people just aren't getting it. Right? I mean, if God's having to tell us something over and over again, he's really wanting us to understand something. Right? Because the society that we live in is continually digressing. It's continually going in the wrong direction because men are, are living their own kind of life. Which leads to where? Destruction. It seems right, but it leads to destruction. That sin is pleasure for a moment, but the end is death. Right? So we're, we're consumed with, with, with sexual immorality. I was amazed when I went to India and um, uh, the TV that was in my hotel room. They had these, anybody ever been to India in here? Did you watch any of the TV shows, Sarah? Well, you didn't, you didn't, you didn't miss anything. You didn't miss anything. Uh, they would have like these, uh, like, there was basically like music videos on, I don't know, I think my TV had like 87 channels and there was one English speaking channel. And the rest of them were like these, these funny music videos. <laughs> this singing going on and kind of this love story going on. But everybody was dressed modestly in these videos. I mean, everybody, there was, I, I didn't see billboards or signs with, with half-naked women anywhere or anything. I, I told Daniel Plowman about it. I said, have you noticed that, that that's not here? You don't see that anywhere. And he said, I know, it's kind of refreshing. I said, it's not kind of refreshing. It's extremely refreshing. <laughs> it's nice. Yeah, I mean, you just don't see it. It's, it's not, they don't try to sell it on TV. I mean, I, I, was, I was astounded at, at this godless nation, for the most part, who aren't selling sex. 
And I, it was amazing. And I re- realized just how much we have that here in the United States of America. I mean, it's everywhere. It's all over the place. You know, you can't walk through a mall without your eyes seeing something you don't want to see. Come on, am I talking to any men in here today, huh? I mean, you just got to guard yourself all the time. Seems like you got to just, right? Because here's the thing. We have to continue to, to look into the Word of God and heed the words of wisdom here. Because you can find yourself in a trap. You can find yourself going the wrong way. I mean, we've come to accept things that were just so wrong before. And just accepting and accepting and just allowing and allowing. Did you know that it's actually not okay that a man and woman live together outside of marriage? It's not okay. It's not right. You know it's not okay that a man and woman have sex outside of marriage, even though they love each other? No matter how much that bonehead tells you, I know you're the one, baby. No, I mean it. You're really it. Hmm? Well, if you truly love each other, I guess it's okay. When did that become okay? No. First comes love, then comes marriage, then comes Heather with the baby character. Not anymore, though. Right? Yeah, this stuff, that, that's not okay. God set up a system, a man and woman, to be married in the, in the bonds of marriage. Man shall leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. Amen. Just come to accept these things. It's not okay to bring pornography into your marriage to enhance your sex life. It's not okay. It's not right. So stop it. I'm talking to all your friends out there, not anybody in here. It's not okay that you be alone with somebody else of a different sex when you're married. It's not okay. Are we just going out for coffee? No, it's not okay. It's not all right. It's not okay to be married and to fall in love with someone else. It shouldn't be getting quiet in here. I should be getting amens right now. Verse 19. It's kind of heavy, I know, but we need to hear it. None who go to her return, nor do they regain the paths of life. Wow. What he's saying here is this will wreck your life. It'll wreck your life. I mean, you might recover and move on, but truth is, things are never going to be the same. They're just not. Because you have a thing called a memory What I found is interesting about the old memory is that sometimes those old memories will just shoot right up to the front of my mind at the most inopportune times. It can be in the middle of church praising God, and all of a sudden, where did that come from? Hmm? Yeah, it's, this stuff gets in your mind, and it's just never the same. Yeah, you can move on. Yeah, you can be forgiven. I'm not bringing condemnation here. I'm just telling you how it is. That's why you have to avoid these things. I mean, we have enough trouble in this world as it is. And for you to have to battle your own thoughts all the time. But you know what? You can be, you can overcome. You really can. Those thoughts don't have to plague you. They really don't. You have the word of God that is a sword and you have the Holy Ghost. If you're not baptized in the Holy Spirit, get baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. I mean it. I thank God 
that I speak in tongues. I thank God that I have the Word of God in my life. That has helped me so much in my life to overcome those, those, those you know when that thought comes and all of a sudden that guilt comes back and you go, I already dealt with that. And if you don't at that moment say, no, 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 that's under the blood, man. You'll be feeling bad in the next 10 minutes. You'll just think you're the worst kind of person in the world. Hey, I'm just talking to you because I've experienced this. Hmm? Is it okay if I just be real with you? Amen. Huh? I know. But I also know that you have the power by the word of God to continue to move forward. And there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made you free from the law of sin and death. Amen. Amen. You just continue to get that, keep that word in your mouth. Keep confessing the word. Keep praying in the spirit. Keep thanking God for the victory. You know what I found out most of the time? Now, I used to just get all down on myself when I think about the things I, I, I regretted that I did. But then I, I, I finally realized that this was really a big, big, just a big trap of the devil to get me in this, this cycle. So then from then on, every time I thought would come, I would say, Jesus, I thank you for your blood. Hallelujah. I'm reminded right now that your blood cleansed me from all sin. I'm reminded right now at this moment that I am seated in heavenly places with Christ, that I can come boldly before the throne of grace and obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Jesus took away all of my sins. He forgot all about them, hallelujah, so I'm not going to think about them. I might remember that they're there, but I'm not going to think about them because God forgot them, hallelujah. I'm walking his path. I'm moving forward in Jesus' name. I'm not going to be defeated. I'm not going to let the devil wreak havoc in my life. All right, so I've made some mistakes. Praise God, I'm moving forward. God is God of another chance. Another opportunity. Every time you wake up in the morning, that sun rises, let it remind you, his mercies are new every morning. Hallelujah. Let's bow our heads for a moment. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the message. For more information about One Cause Church, please visit us online at onecausechurch.com.